this is episode 759 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, February 12th, 2021. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about the Falconeer, the Turkin Flashback Collection, Speed Limit, Bonkies, and Rackin' Ruin. And that's it. Attack the Backlog, nothing to say there. I've got six episodes in the bank now, or I have six scripts in the bank now. I still don't know if I'm going to start working on any of them, but they're done and I have more to play. But I guess the one thing to say is that Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, I was holding off that episode until the release of the remake, but that has been delayed indefinitely. So yeah, when that comes out, if that comes out, Who knows, but holding it now seems a bit weird and potentially something that could lead to it never coming out. I don't want to do that. It's done. I put work into it. I sat through that game. I mean, I did sit through the game with a controller in my hand, and I played it, and I did not enjoy myself. So I don't know when I'm going to put that one out now. I may still put it out around when the remake was coming out as a, hey... I know you guys wanted to play the the remake because it looks so good. You don't have that, but you can watch me talk about how much I don't like the original one, which y'all love so much because everyone wants that. So, yeah, I don't know about that. But I'm uh, wrapping up Kirby's Epic Yarn probably tonight, the day of this recording, the night of this recording, which is Thursday. It's the 11th, everyone. Shh, don't tell anyone even though I just told y'all. But before I get to all that I've been playing, I've got some incredible predictions. Everyone's doing their prediction shows. And you know what? I've got so many predictions. You wouldn't believe it. And they are are crazy. But I know they're going to happen. I know. I feel it. Deep inside of me, I just I feel it so hard, and I've got I've got dozens and dozens and dozens. But I'll limit it. I'll limit it to only three. I will just give you three of my predictions. But these are these are gonna happen. Just 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 tear me out on these, okay? Okay. Number three, and these are in order of how likely they are to happen. Number three, some company. Hear me out. Hear me out. I know you're already like, some company. You're you're getting crazy here. Just listen. Some company is going to buy out another company. I know you're thinking, what are you talking about? There's no way that's going to happen. Are you mad, Mark? You crazy son of a bitch. And I'm just saying, I'm saying, everyone, some company is going to buy another company. There's going to be an acquisition. There's already been one, but there's going to be more, and they're going to be huge. Just, just believe me. You wait. You wait. You're like, you're fucking crazy, Mark. But just you wait. It's going to happen, okay? Number two, some games, some games are going to be delayed like that pause between where I said they are gonna be delayed. Believe me. Believe me. Some games are gonna be delayed. How many? I don't know. I mean, I do know. 
But what's the fun in telling you? Just know that some games are going to be delayed. Now, I'm here with number one. I know you're all, you're waiting, you're excited, you're like, oh shit, there's going to be acquisitions and game delays. What, what can top those two? What can be better than those two? Massive premonitions, predictions. Number one, a lot of games are going to come out. I know what you're thinking. That's a crazy talk, but let me hit you with some knowledge or some facts right now as you're listening to it, whenever you're listening to it. A game just came out. <laughs> Can't speak. But a game just came out right now. And another one just now. And another one and another one. Because the thing is, people, 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 games are Always coming out. Think about it. Games are always coming out. They're always coming out. I know. I know it's hard to believe. But they're always coming out. There's a game coming out. Now. And now. And now. And in a little bit. Another one. Hey. Come here. Come here, game. Come here. Come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. There. See. It just came out came out so you've got acquisitions came delays and game coming out i'm coming out i want the world to know that's what every game is saying to itself okay i'm good i'm I'm a little hot right now i'm wearing a hoodie talking like this has been exhausting gotta take this hoodie off and i'm i'm sorry everyone i don't know if anyone is still listening to this show It'd probably be wise for me to throw all that in the garbage as a failed experiment at being really stupid and annoying people, but instead I will probably use this as the opportunity to put in the first timestamp of something I may do with every episode going down the line and just being able to say, hey, this is where I talk about this game and that game. At least with this episode, I'll be able to say, If you want to get to where I'm talking about the actual games, just go here, and you'll probably know why you want to do that real soon. So, I have been playing the Falconeer, which I believe is in Game Pass now, but I got a code for it, and this was a game that I was excited about. Not crazy excited about, but I was excited about it when it was first announced, and... Never got around to it, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's impressive in that it's only about a gigabyte in size, but it's pretty damn boring and dull. I did not enjoy any of my time with it. It's a bit confusing to really know what they want you to do. Some of the missions, I mean, the missions are pretty straightforward. But when you're navigating the missions, there's some of it that is just, I guess, a lore dump. And there is no mission tied to it. I'm like, right, am I supposed to be doing something? And I would leave that mission select screen and then just be in the open world to explore. Because all these areas or these, these spaces, whatever, 
they're broken up into areas, so you have various different spaces that you can explore and tackle missions. And the thing is, when I was in the open space without a specific mission, I didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to be doing, or if there was anything to do. I could go around the world and explore and discover new landmarks or whatever. That wasn't interesting. And there was a point where a ship came out and said, can you escort us or whatever? And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll escort you. Do I acknowledge you in some way? Do I press a button? Do I honk at you? I don't know. And so I just followed that ship, the ship that I thought was the one asking for an escort. And I followed the ship for maybe 10 minutes. I don't know. That was that's probably not how long. It was maybe a little bit shorter than that. But it was definitely over five minutes. And nothing happened along the way. They were never attacked. We reached an outposty area. And they didn't say, hey, thank you for escorting us or coming along with us. I don't even know if I was with the ship. I just said to myself, what the fuck have I even been doing? These last five plus minutes. Was I doing anything? Did I actually acknowledge them and go on this thing? Did I have to press something? I also came across a treasure chest in the water. And it shined and I believe the camera even zoomed in on it and said, Hey, look, there's this treasure chest. And I said, Okay, I'm going to go pick that up. And I picked it up. And then the game told me nothing. I had no idea what the fuck I was supposed to do with this treasure chest. Because there is a tutorial, but the tutorial only exists to show you the basic flying controls and combat mechanics. And that's it. At no point does the game tell you about the world and how it works. At least if you're just exploring it in the open world side of it. And not doing a very linear mission that is just point to point to point to point. Because that's how the missions are structured. At least the ones that I played. It's just, hey, go to this point, now go to this point, do whatever, go to this point, and do that until you're all pointed out. But when I got this treasure chest, I didn't know what to do with it. So I took it back to my home base, and I dropped it on the biggest ship there, because I thought maybe dropping the treasure chest there will do something, but nothing happened, and I was just... There, sitting to myself, thinking, "Ah, why did I do that? What was the point of that? What was I supposed to do with the treasure chest? It would have been nice if they told me what I was supposed to do, but it, it doesn't. And the missions themselves aren't all that fun. The combat isn't fun. And I I just, I do not like it. It, it, It's a real bummer. I think visually, while the style and the aesthetics are real nice and pleasant. The draw distance takes away a lot and there's just this like heavy fog cloud formation throughout the areas that I've been in at least so that you can't really see that far into the distance. Part of what makes a game like this where you're flying through the skies exciting is being able to see so much of the landscape from the skies Because you have that view, you have this ability to see so much of the world from that viewpoint. But you don't get that in the game either, at least in the the levels I've played. 
Yeah, it's just it's been a a real bummer because I don't like any aspect of it. The flying doesn't feel that great. The combat doesn't feel that great. The missions are pretty boring and repetitive. And exploring the world on its own is incredibly dull. And there's nothing exciting to find in it. So the the Falcon Air is disappointing, but I do believe it is on Game Pass. And if you are a Game Pass subscriber, why not check it out? Maybe you'll end up liking it. Then the Turrican Flashback came out on PlayStation 4 and I think Switch. It's not on Xbox One. Uh, And I got it for PlayStation 4. It includes... Turrican, Turrican 2, Mega Turrican, and Super Turrican. I believe there is like this ultimate collector's edition in the works that is going to include more versions of Turrican. But I don't know any details on that. This is like a a cheaper version to get out there that people could buy and get the essentials, essentially, of Turrican. And if you don't know what Turrican is... It's a series that started, I think, in 1990. And it's very Contra-esque, a run-and-gun shooter. But it's a bit slower paced. It's much more about exploration as opposed to just going from left to right or from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. You can go back and forth and discover hidden places, hidden items. And it's it's a... Good game. I, I I think Turrican and Turrican 2 are okay. It's not that they show their age, but they feel like very well done concept games for what would be better implemented in Super Turrican and Mega Turrican, which are, are two games I really, really like prior to this collection. I mean, I like all the Turrican games prior to this collection. But it, it's a good collection. And... In terms of the way they play, so unlike Contra or a lot of other running gun shooters, you can only shoot forward. So you can't shoot diagonally or up and down or anything like that. Just forward. And the way you are able to make up for this is by utilizing your power-ups. You have a like a screen blast area effect thing. You have in... Turrican and Turrican 2, I think they both have the same thing where it's like a flame beam. I, I'm not sure. And then in Super Turrican, you have this beam that will freeze an enemy for a brief period. And then in Mega Turrican, you have instead of a beam, you have a grappling hook type of thing that allows you to traverse and reach specific places or just give you a better vantage point, which is cool. But it, it it might be jarring for some at first to not be able to shoot in any direction other than right in front of you. But the there are power ups galore. The, the, the Turkin games are all about just overloading you with power ups when you you find these specific little orb object things. You shoot them and they'll just keep dumping power ups all over the place, and you're just like, that's a bit much. 
I didn't need my screen to be full of all this crap. It's like hitting a pinata and a bunch of shit just keeps coming out and there's just more and more and more of it. And you're thinking to yourself, can it just stop? Can you just stop? And you'll probably prefer one weapon. I think the spread shot in Super Turrican is so much better than every other gun in the game so that anytime I see a power-up for a different one in my way, I just wait for it to gradually float higher and higher and higher until I could just pass under it because I don't want to touch it and lose my 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 spread shot because the spread shot when fully powered up is very very large and it can destroy enemies especially if you're able to get up to an enemy very close up and hit them with every single bullet you can destroy enemies in seconds it's it's crazy but it's you can also turn into a ball, very Metroid-esque, and you're invulnerable in this stage. You can drop mines, drop rockets if you jump and fire, and they're just good games. It's a somewhat bare-bones collection in that you don't get a lot of bits of history or anything like that. There is a rewind feature that allows you to rewind, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, which is nice in a game like this because like a lot of run-and-gun shooters from that era it can be pretty challenging the platforming can be very finicky where you have to be in the right place and jump at the right time in order to make a jump and not hit your head on top of a ceiling or something and then fall down so the the jumping can be a little bit frustrating at times but overall it still feels really good and is a a great collection of some great running gun games that are definitely worth checking out whether you are familiar with the series or not then speed limit is a game made for a very specific type of person a speed runner someone who enjoys speed running games and doing all that shit and because of that it is not for me the thing about speed limit where it fails is that There is a sense of reward you get out of overcoming the challenge of a game like Celeste or Super Meat Boy, where you feel like through all your hard work and the time you've put into the game, you've gotten better at it, that your skill has improved, that you are a better gamer having put in all that time. But with Speed Limit, where part of the structure is that it's constantly changing the type of game it is gradually. So the first bit, you're running through this train and you're shooting enemies, dodging them. And then you get on top of the train and you're shooting more enemies and dodging them. But you're also dodging the whatever train guards that are coming up. You either have to duck under them or jump over them and avoid the bullets of a helicopter. And then when you get to the end of the train, you jump into a car and now you're driving while also shooting enemies and avoiding other cars and obstacles on the street. And I I can get behind it conceptually, but it's like having a big pot so you can make this really crazy stew or chili or whatever the fuck. And you're throwing in all these ingredients, but they're not the best ingredients. And you think that because you're putting so much in it, People will just be able to overlook the fact that what you're actually throwing in there isn't that good. And that is one of the faults of Speed Limit, that it's not mechanically that 
great. I especially hate the controls when you get into the car because the way the car section controls is that you are moving the car with the D-pad or I think with the analog stick as well. And then to shoot enemies, you're pressing the right trigger to shoot in front of you. But if you want to shoot behind you, you have to hold the B button and then push the left analog stick, I think, behind you or above you or below you and then shoot. And it just, it feels horrible. And I don't understand why they couldn't just make it simpler and have shooting be mapped to the right analog stick so that you push forward with it, you shoot forward, you push left with it, you're shooting to the left, up, down, and so on. That's how it works. Just simplify it. They didn't need to make the game more frustrating by implementing shitty controls in it. But really the problem with speed limit is that it's not a satisfying experience. You don't overcome obstacles in it or reach checkpoints and think, man, I feel really good about having just cleared that section. You, you instead are thinking to yourself, fuck this game and it's bullshit and you'll maybe keep progressing because you're so pissed off at the game that you want to prove to it that you can overcome its bullshit. But that is a very different type of feeling than playing a game like Celeste and getting to a point where you can go through the whole game and die less than 10 times or do something crazy like that. There's a very different feeling you get from that type of accomplishment as opposed to the overcoming frustration and annoyance that I found in Speed Limit. It is a very antagonistic relationship that I don't want with a game, but that is what I get with Speed Limit. I'm just playing it, and I kept playing more and more and more of it despite hating my time with it because I just wanted to say fuck you to the game. I wanted to play it and beat this section, and then I wanted to beat the next section because I'm just like, fuck you, game. You think you're going to defeat me? That I'm going to quit because I don't like you? Fuck you. I'm going to beat you. But I'm not going to beat it because I fucking hate it. I played enough and then I got to a point where I was like, why am I doing this? This is not a good experience. This is a very toxic relationship that me and Speed Limit have right now. I'm going to end it. It's better for both of us. So it's a a game that you, you may be interested in. I If you are into speedrunning, then it's probably worth checking out. But if speedrunning is something you maybe only enjoy watching or have dabbled in, I'd proceed with caution because I think you can get much more out of finding a game you love that is speed runnable and focusing your time on getting better at that game. Play something you love and get better at that and find ways of getting better at it as opposed to playing a game that is designed with speedrunning in mind and because of that feels inclined to throw in a bunch of bullshit that is just really annoying. And there's a lot of pattern memorization and just knowing when things are going to happen. And it's it's not fun. It's a, It was a miserable experience, but I'm sure for the right type of person, it'll be a very enjoyable, rewarding experience. But I, I found it excruciating at times. And the kind of game that if I was one to throw controllers, I would have thrown my controller because one part in particular was just pissing me right the fuck off. Then Bonkies is a 
physics-based puzzle game that you can play solo or with another person, and it's about stacking objects in a designated space. And yeah, you're this little monkey in a spaceship type of thing with a claw-like device, and you can pick up objects and then drop them in the space. You can rotate them 90 degrees, essentially, with the the face buttons. And in, in addition to just dropping pieces on top of each other and hoping they don't fall over, you can utilize these frames, I believe they're called, to add support, as well as have these glass pieces that you can break in half to maybe fit a a shape if that is something that needs to be done it's okay but it's definitely a game that i think would be better with another person but yeah it's it's okay i i I didn't feel strongly about it either way looks all right but uh yeah the thing about it i will say is that it's not a, a co-op game or a physics-based game of many sorts that is funny in any way. It's not like totally, not rad delivery service. What the hell is that game called? Totally reliable delivery service or even moving out or overcooked where there's humor to be found in it. I don't think in my time with it, there's any way for what you're doing to end up being funny the only thing that would end up happening is your co-op partner would do something stupid and piss you off and you would get more annoyed like you were playing speed limit or something than laughing at the nonsense you're doing so it's it's definitely more puzzle centric than humor centric but yes it's 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 okay it's okay then Rack and Ruin is, uh, I don't know. I don't know what this game is. Maybe it wants to be like a, a Zelda-like adventure, action-adventure game, top-down, essentially, where you're this skull-looking dude with horns in your head. And it it feels like an old-ass game. I don't know when this game originally came out, if it is old, but it feels and looks to me like a game that was designed during the heyday of the xbox live arcade days it feels very much so like a 2009 2010 era game and it doesn't look that great i hate the font choice the gameplay is not fun so you can lock on enemies and then shoot them or use your sword to attack them you can Travel between two different worlds. Cause you're like a demon thing or something. I don't know. I didn't really give a shit about the story. The enemies were whatever. I killed some bunnies. And they, they blew up in a little puff of blood. It's, uh, yeah. It, it didn't do anything for me whatsoever. Yeah, I, I played like a half hour of it. I'm like, I'm good. I am good. I I don't need to play any more of this. But yeah, if you want to play it, that's that's a game I was playing on Xbox One. I think it just came out on Xbox One, but it's been available on other platforms for a, a little while now, for like a few years. But yeah, that's 
That's it. In terms of what I've been playing. So uh, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast, Attack the Backlog. And to, to go off of Attack the Backlog, the episode that will be coming out this Sunday is for The Quiet Man, which I am... I don't know if I'd say I'm excited about it, but I am very curious to see what people think of that episode, especially the... I, I mean, the audio one's going to be weird too, but the video version with the accompanying clips from The Quiet Man starring John Wayne and the whole direction of that episode, I think is going to be the biggest, what the fuck am I even watching episode to date? If any episode of Attack the Backlog had the chance to explode and get a lot of hits, it's probably that because it's about The Quiet Man and it's 100% I have what, 75% not serious. I'm trying to remember the exact divide of it, but I spend a good chunk of it not even talking about the game in any serious way. And then I get to a point where I'm like, okay, actually, to talk about the game, it sucks ass, this sucks about it, and this sucks, and this sucks, and I hate this, and I thought to myself, you know what, how bad could it be? And it was fucking terrible, and it's just, it's a mess. And then it ends with the Benny Hill theme song, which is very good. But, uh, yeah. That's exciting. Anywho. Also, did I already say on Amazing Lembacher? I don't know if I did, but that's the other podcast I do. All of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also check out Attack the Backlog, like I just was talking about, and other stuff over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. Hopefully, I'll be able to start working on some other things as well. I also make art. And if you'd like to check out that art, it's also available on the site. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I am so, so sorry for the way this episode started off. If you sat through all that, I hope... You are still here listening, and you won't immediately unsubscribe from this podcast for what I did to you. But if you if you did, and you're not listening to this, I get it. I get it. I would do the same, honestly. Fucking weirdo over here. Anywho, that is it. That is all. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, a lovely weekend, and an absolutely wonderful week. All right, everyone. Bye!